Good afternoon, everybody. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. I am, we are your hosts, Joe Marino and Luke Buckley, for Season 5, Episode 12 of the podcast. Luke, how are wow. you doing today? We're using our full names now. That might be the first time, uh, I mean, obviously you can get our names on our Twitters, but I mean, that's the first time I think we've ever introduced ourselves with our last names. But, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing great. You're doing great. I'm doing, great. doing great. Some personal news. I'm not yes. going to reveal it, but yeah. good, good news. He's and, doing very good. In my life. Yes, yes. Uh, for me today, uh, I put together a, a gaming chair that I mm. ordered. And it was easy to put together. It's just uh, labor-intensive, you can say. I'm not exactly the most grizzled man. I don't, <laughs> I don't have the most calloused hands. So uh, using that that little Allen wrench that they give you is uh, it can get tough at times. I had to take a shirt because it was getting all well, like perspirated, <laughs> and I was like, "Come on, I need a bit of traction in there." But it's all built, cozy, and I'm doing good. You don't have the blue collar hands. I don't like, have. I know. I don't. Buffalonians. I guess I don't have that blue collar work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, you know, suburban hockey dads will not like that. No, that's a good no, uh, no. segue into one of our topics for no. the day. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, there's one particular guy on the team whose blue collar work ethic is being noticed quite quite a bit recently. These last couple of games, I know Absolutely. you wanted to. Okay, you have some words. Do you want to talk about Michael Hauser first, or uh, yeah, the toughness argument? Oh, oh, right. Uh, no, let's let's do Hauser. Because yeah. I know I know you want to get into this, and I know it's a hot-button issue to you, so mm-hmm. let's dive in. All right. Well, you know, good for Michael Hauser, you know, a journeyman. The, the definition of a journeyman finally gets his chance. He like I don't even think he played at all in Rochester this year, to my he knowledge. He hasn't played a professional game since last March or February. Yeah, so he's an ECHL goaltender, and then he comes in, plays very well in that Islanders series, Uh Sabres have not played well against the Islanders all season, but for some reason, things have changed. And is that due to coaching, goaltending? I don't know, whatever. But I was watching the game with my grandpa, and he was saying, oh, the Sabres, this guy's, this guy's the guy going forward. And I'm like, what in the blue hell are you talking about? Because like some, I watch the games with my grandpa. He says ridiculous things. He's a Rasmus Ristolainen fanboy, Jimmy VC fanboy. Oh, they got to get tougher, grit, jam, all that. And um, of course, I'm like, okay, well, no one else is going to agree with this guy. So I tweet, oh, my grandpa unironically just said that Michael Hauser is the goalie of the future. And he was also saying things like, oh, it's going to be tough for them to let this guy go. Like they, He's literally only here because six other guys got injured or traded. Anyways, so I tweet it, and everyone's like, oh, he deserves the, the backup job next year. Maybe he'll, he'll be the starter. What? This guy's a 28-year-old journeyman that has never played an NHL game before this season, this ridiculous season. Uh, yeah, I'm not denying the fact that it's a great story. I'm happy for the guy. I'm glad that they won. But what? Where are our standards, people? For the love of God. We're entering what may, in fact, be the most crucial season of Buffalo Sabres hockey in over a decade. The future of the franchise is at stake. And I'm not being over dramatic here. Like, quite literally, Jack Eichel's no movement clause kicks in July 1st, 2022. If the Sabres don't turn this ship in the right direction, you can kiss Jack Eichel goodbye. Like, that's happening. I don't think it's hyperbole. That's happening. And there's no messing around anymore. We can't sit here and say, oh, Dustin Tokarski and Michael Hauser could compete for the backup job behind Uko Pekalukinen or Linus Allmark, who, by the way, can't stay healthy at all. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, the discussion has kind of just reinforced the fact to me that as Sabres fans, we've become the most delusional fan base uh, in the league, I think. And we're up there with Toronto, well, probably. Well, you know, you've been, yeah, you've been saying these last couple of episodes about, and you've alluded to it here, about the, the raising the standards. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to do that when all you know is losing. 
Well, yeah, for sure. You look at where the team has been in the last decade. Well, Sabres fans have been looking for something to cheer for, something to be happy about for so long. I want to say this. this People are like, well, why are you talking about this now? This is ridiculous. How dare you? How dare you say that Michael Hauser can't be the backup goalie right now? There haven't been any good stories this year. And I would like to say Casey Middlestat, Tage Thompson, Rasmus Asplund, Dylan Cousins, Uko Pekalukinen, Dustin Tokarski, Sam Reinhardt. Yeah, he's been the best story. Don Granado. Mm-hmm. For as terrible as this season has been. Jake McCabe before he got injured. Linus Allmark before he got injured. There has been no shortage of good stories around this team ever since Ralph Kruger got fired. That's another good story. Ralph Kruger, Ralph Kruger fired. got fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the heck's his name? Smith. Yep, Steve, Steve Smith. Smith. <laughs> I completely blocked Finally him adding mind. to the front office. They added an yeah. assistant GM. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been no shortage of good stories. Don't give me that. Did you include Artur uh, Salina? Yeah, he's another good story. Bill Bill Borgen, Jacob Bryson, Matias Samuelson. Yeah. Brett Murray finally got called up. What? Yeah, he's playing tonight. Brett Murray's <laughs> oh, making his NHL debut see, tonight. Wow. Oh, well, you know, that's my boy right there. I I, I, uh, I love me some Brett Murray. Oh, uh, my God. Like, how dare how, – Joe, how dare you – Point out the obvious when there's been no good stories. I was enamored by Brett Murray when I saw him at Prospect Camp. I was like, look at this guy. Well, you, you know, the Brett Murray is a great story because literally he came in, he was playing in OJHL, I think, Carlton Place his draft year, picked in the fourth round, and the Sabres pass on Victor Mete. I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in, at the draft. This was the, the Buffalo draft in 2016. They pass on Victor Mete. Mete goes a pick later. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. They're going to regret this pick. But you know what? Mete's playing in the NHL right now, but Brett Murray, he's coming in. He probably one of Rochester's better players this year, almost at a point-per-game pace. And he goes off to Penn State. And then he's not getting any playing time. And then he goes back to the, over to the USHL for Youngstown, rips it up for a couple years. He's supposed to go back to school. He never does. And then free agent. He can become an unrestricted free agent. The Sabres don't sign him. And then, after a little bit, they do sign him to an entry-level contract after an impressive development camp. Now that's a good story. That's a good story. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He comes into Rochester. He plays well. And he's playing on an AHL deal in Rochester last year. He got the ELC for this year, I believe. Maybe I'm a year behind. But, yeah, it was this year. And I thought that instead of Dalton Smith getting that contract, it should have been Brett Murray. So this is a great story. Like For the people that have been, this is a good story, shut your damn mouth, Joe. How dare you say Michael Hauser can't be a backup goalie? No. Come on, people. Be Listen, real. Well, I understand that you want a good goalie and you want someone to, and people will point to, oh, but Tim Thomas didn't start playing. Like, come on, Tim Thomas was a first-round pick, wasn't he? Michael Hauser, he he's a nobody. And I hope, you know what, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Michael Hauser somehow in the 0.1% chance that it happens becomes Tim Thomas and takes the Sabres to a Stanley Cup championship. But that's not going to happen. Let's touch with reality here. Come on. Well, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm being rude or offend anyone, but come on. I, I'm a big supporter of Michael Hauser, uh, but remember, folks, I, I'll leave the discussion at this, okay? Ben Scrivens had a 60-save shutout against the San Jose Sharks in 2015, okay? So just remember that. These these what's it called? Uh, aberrations? Yeah, sounds think, about right. Yeah, uh, these happen in hockey with goalies. So don't get too worked up. Don't get too down. You know, I mean, it's it's okay. Enjoy the ride is what I'd say. Yeah. Right? Don't expect much more to say, hey, man, this is – I mean, his story alone coming in is good enough to enjoy, right? He hasn't he played Absolutely. 300 minor league games and finally gets his shot. Then fine, let that's the story, right? He wins a couple games and fine, that's it. And he'll probably never play an NHL game. No, going forward past the season. Who is uh, starting tonight then? I'm assuming it's Hauser because Allmark is ready to back up. Oh, is but he? I don't know if he's ready to. 
like start? I saw, of course, they signed uh, Stefanos Lekas. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> so I was thinking, well, mm, I don't know if there's any plans for him, but uh, you know, Stefanos Lekas is the token random Greek generated player that yes turns up in your franchise mode yes once every ten years. He wears a neck guard, Lekas. Yeah, oh, I don't know if you saw him. That's like, but uh, he wears like a green neck guard. There's another notable goalie, I think. Uh, I think Curtis Joseph wore one of those. Like the turtleneck almost? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's what's bugging me past couple of days. Uh, <laughs> Man, I don't know. you know, it, for the diehards like you just can't find joy in getting a really good I do story. Find, I do <laughs> find joy in it. No, I, I'm I good for him. I was I, happy to see him play it's well. It's just the reactions of, folks on the twitter but it's absurd absolutely absurd i agree i agree like i said they're literally entering the most critical point Mm -hmm. post tank yeah i don't think jack eichel will be too thrilled with yeah i was thinking about this the other day if michael hauser is on the on the active roster next year and what does jack eichel think it doesn't look too promising. Absolutely not. If no. Allmark goes down with an injury and misses 30, 40 games next year and you're relying on Uko Pekalukunen and Michael Hauser or Dustin Tokarski as your goalies, you're, right. you're in deep shit here. It seems Allmark is bound to uh, get injured every year. Yeah. Right. Their best bet is to like, bring Allmark back mm-hmm. and then sign one of the starting caliber goalies or fringe starting caliber goalies, like whether it's like a David Riddick, mm-hmm. someone like that who can start that you know – has started before and isn't going to kill you. Yeah. You got and if Hauser's your ECHL goalie next year, that's good. That's that's really good. You got good depth. I think a lot of folks just want again, they they want to manufacture something, okay? They want to find any kind of, you know, crack in the ceiling above and try and open it as wide as they can and get as much light in on this yeah. season as they can. So I think that's what it is. No, I don't think anyone's really expecting it. It's kind of just like a... It's a spur-of-the-moment reaction. Yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 just... Um, it's our imaginations running wild, baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't want Hauser on the team. <laughs> like I don't want him on the main roster next year. Uh, well, if Michael Hauser's on the team next year, I can I can guarantee it. Take it take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. Jack Eichel will not be on the team in 2023. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right now. See, they could use. Let's. I mean, let's hope. Let's hope you're wrong, right? I mean, next year Michael Hauser could win the Vesna, and they could be using a clip of this podcast in a hype oh, video. I I hope. Mm-hmm. I pray to God, I hope. Absolutely. But if Kevin Adams sees, okay, let's say he plays these two Pittsburgh games. If Kevin Adams is basing goaltending decisions off of a four-game sample size from a career coast goalie, yeah, fire him. I'm, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah. I'm serious as a heart attack. I can't. Like, you got to be kidding me. No. I hope Kevin Adams isn't. I don't think he actually doesn't have is. this attitude. This this is a, a a desperation mode that the team is in, and I I think it was just it was, it was a couple you know it was a couple games. He's motivated. He's excited. He's gonna play well. He is their sixth string goalie entering the season. Yes. <laughs> Let that's that well, sink in. They're yeah, that's, that's they're well on their well. sixth and seventh string yeah, goalies it, right now. It's it's weird to think like. Carter Hutton is somewhere in here, and it feels like he hasn't played in forever. Yeah, like, I don't know what he happened. Played to the that guy. Rangers game when, when Tokarski came in. He That's hasn't right. Been back since. That's right. Uh, yeah, Hutton's done. I don't think he's ever going to play in the NHL ever again, unless there's a taxi squad next year. I mean, has there even been any news about I, him? He's been shut down. I but like no injury update. Tokarski is done for family reasons, I believe. Oh, so I hope that everything's going well on that front definitely absolutely I, I, Dustin Karski's kind of been a, a meme of sorts to me uh since he played in how that dare conference you final how dare you make fun of Dustin Tukarski <laughs> and his great story well well since he played in I mean great stories surround this guy yeah, I mean Carey Price gets taken out the world junior uh save Pierre Maguire that's right yep yep 
Yep. Yeah. The, great, great stories follow this guy wherever he goes. Uh, so, I mean, I hope the Amherst keep him around next year. I definitely no, he do. will be. He's under contract. That's correct. That's correct. So, uh, no, he's always been kind of a an inside joke to yeah. my friends and I. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm 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 happy for him. He was probably I don't want to say he was the story of the year for me because like Casey Middlestat is a thing and that jazz, but. Good for the goalies that have come in and stepped Absolutely. up. Absolutely, yeah. And I tweeted this as well. It's funny how every single goalie below Carter Hutton on the depth chart has, has played better than played him. better than him. Yeah, they. I mean, they probably all have better save percentages than he does, right? Because no, no goalie has really come in other than like Jonas Johansson, Carter Hutton, and like stunk up the joint for the Sabers. Yeah, right? Allmark's played well. Lukanen played real well. Uh, Hauser and Tokarski played real well too. So, uh, I mean, it, it shows, like, I, I mean, I'm just surprised watching those guys, like, how quickly they can adapt to the NHL level and come in and have some kind of success, right? It shows that there's a, there's a good crop of goalies out there for, uh, like, organizational depth. It really is a thing, I guess. If you sign a goalie, it really is a thing depth-wise. You're, mm-hmm. you're actually adding a because I think I always think that's like a cliche thing, right? Oh, he signed for for goalie depth, but no, I mean you see these guys around the league actually doing well, and I think it's actually true. I wonder if Stefanos Lekas gets a chance. <laughs> I I well I think that would ju- I think it would kind of be senseless because this Rochester's already depleted at goalie, right? Yeah. I mean, who who would even yeah, who cares who, that? <laughs> who's, who's left who, down there? Who's backing him up? Uh, is it the uh, the goalie coach? What's his name? Yeah. Uh, well, Allmark's back now, so they got three okay. guys. Okay. Well, I want to look into Stefanos Lekas's. Well, I think he played at like the year. University of Vermont. Yeah, Vermont. It yeah. looks like. Uh, Vermont, and uh, I mean, not much he's from after Illinois. That. Yeah. He's not from Greece. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So he did. He played for the Sioux Falls Stampede in the USHL. And went, Played four years at the University of Vermont. He had a pretty good year, his junior year, 930 save percentage, and then dropped down to 916. Uh, played for the Fort Wayne Comets, and then made his way over to Rochester. So, Okay. A so, good story. He's been, A good story <laughs> a again. Good story. A good story. <laughs> That's but, the title of this podcast, you know, A Good Story. When your team is bad and so many journeymen are, are getting chances, everything's going to be a good story. Mm-hmm. So these good stories are product of the team being really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's the bottom line. And injuries. But yeah. Don't let the truth waste a good joke. Speaking uh, of the truth, uh, you know, we're going to get into the toughness argument here. Oh, yes. Ravaging around the NHL for the last several mm-hmm. days so if you've been living under a rock uh tom wilson is being tom wilson again he almost killed artemi panarin and pavel buchnevich and then yeah i don't did you watch the game yesterday I, yes i, I wanted I, to I, but I, I really in, didn't care uh i tuned in exactly for that reason for the first 10 minutes or so then it kind of died down and uh wilson left the game Upper body injury. Upper body injury. AKA, I'm scared. Yes. Uh, I I mean, I thought it was kind of dumb for the Capitals to even dress dress him in the first place. Because I think Ovechkin is hurt, too. The playoffs are Tuesday. Uh, The playoffs are already on Tuesday. Wow. I know. Well, May 11th, right? So, and the season, I think, wraps up for most teams Saturday, probably, right? Mm -hmm. So That's uh, the Sabres last game. Right, so that gives two days in between. Uh, But... No, Wilson left, and it was just uh, right off the draw, uh, a line brawl. But uh, <laughs> no, there's there's a lot of problems here, uh, starting with the Department of Player Safety. I mean, George Peros. There's 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 no consistency. It seems like uh, I don't get what they're watching. Quite frankly, up there, uh, I think it's in New York, but. Uh, to to look at the Tom Wilson play and see him almost have Pavel Buchnevich in a guillotine uh, yeah. with his stick. Uh, I'm talking the old medieval uh, torture device, not the uh, well killing device, not not the MMA choke, but pretty much has his head draped over his own stick, Wilson, 
and then punches him. I mean, that could do some damage there, whether that's a throw to the neck. Uh, and then just suplexing Artemi Panarin to the ground almost on his head. It looks scarier in slow motion because you see how close it really came. But I don't know how you can look at that, give a guy a $5,000 fine, and then Pavel Buchnevich cross-checks someone in the face, and you I think they're suspending yeah, him for a couple have a of hearing. games. He's having a hearing, which means a one game or something. It means a suspension is coming. I wonder if something will carry over into next season with that too. Because the Rangers didn't make the playoffs. I I th- I think so. I think uh, we have to see Panarin and Wilson on the ice together. I don't think Panarin will fight per se, but there's a score to be settled there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I mean then there the whole thing happening coincidentally too with the Rangers front office being fired. And it's, that was a head scratcher for yeah. me. For some reason, I know there's different circumstances here, for, but it kind of reminded me of when Tim Murray got fired, like a year too early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, it, the ownership in New York was not happy with this season, but there were a lot of circumstances around the Rangers this year. Like Panarin had to go back to Russia. The Rangers didn't miss by that much, too. Like, yeah, you... You obviously want them to do a little better, but when you compare their rebuild to say like Buffalo or Edmonton, and they had two rookie, Ottawa, two rookie goalies, well, yeah, relatively for, yeah. first time starters, young goalies, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, but yeah, there, there's a there's a lot of circumstances surrounding the team as to why they they didn't make it this year. Tony D'Angelo, D'Angelo was another story, uh, but uh. I forget where I was going with this. Oh, no. I lost my train of thought, though, Joe. Save me. I'll come back to it. Chris Drury is the GM. Chris Drury is the uh, the, the new GM and there. And president. And president, indeed. Uh, but apparently, James, that's what I was going to say. Uh, the owner also owns the Knicks. Yeah. So Dolan. James Dolan is not a a patient man, it seems. Uh, he certainly acts on a whim a lot of the time. Well, so. they didn't even get to the bottom, really. They didn't. They, they climbed they didn't. the lottery far both times they won it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Kako wasn't nearly as far of a climb, but still, like you guys didn't get nearly the pain and suffering that the Sabers got. Absolutely not. But um, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, I. I mean, I get it. But there's there's that standard, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe you should give your guys a little bit of leeway. It's a 56-game season. Mm-hmm. There there would have been a lot of season left. I think uh, they're, what, six points out maybe? Something I mean, like that. They're, they were eliminated. Right. They, they're eliminated either way. But uh, there's always that thing that people say of, well, you can't make decisions based on a 56-game season or a four-game stretch. I'm right. We just, the Sabres we just, made a decision based on a six-game season. <laughs> right. Well, we just we, we talked about that earlier, too, with the four-game stretching with Hauser. Uh, but I don't know. It's James Dolan. Can you really analyze his actions? Well, He's the guy who banned Patrick Ewing from the Garden because <laughs> he said something mean. Also, apparently uh, – what the Gorton and Davidson were kind of distancing themselves from the decision about releasing the state from the state trashing Paros and Department of Player Safety. That's right. That's right. So I, that probably had something yeah. to do with it as well. I don't get why the NHL. Well, okay. I listen. I can understand the reason. You probably want a former enforcer who's been through the system, right, to be in charge of your your Department of Pleasure Safety. I think that's ridiculous. Right. Because you don't want someone who thinks that's okay. Exactly. To be, like, Rob what? Ray. I don't know if you watched a game the other day. Rob Ray defending Tom Wilson. Like, why? Yeah. Why? I think you need, I'm not saying it should be Wayne Gretzky, but some a star player. Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, someone he, like that. A star player, a really good player mm-hmm. that can empathize with Artemi Panarin and say, hey, this isn't okay. Yeah. There shouldn't be a goon running the Department of Player Safety. Patrick Marlowe is the first person that, that I go to when I think about that. Someone who's universally respected around the league and, I mean, not dirty at all. Or mm-hmm. get get a former uh, a former Lady Bing Trophy winner. Yeah. Right? Uh, but, no, I mean, it's like it, – that's like at the NBA put Ron Artest 
at the head of their their player safety. Do you know? No, you aren't familiar with him. He started the 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 what was it called? Uh, Malice at the Palace, I think it was, where there was a fight with the Pacers in the stands and stuff. He was a big part of that. Oh he was God. a dirty player. He was a dirty player. Or like if Vontez Perfect oh, yeah. became the NFL head of player safety, right? It it just it 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 wouldn't work. Or Conrad Dobler, who was an old one, an old <laughs> offensive lineman. But uh, no, it it just makes it, only in hockey would that be acceptable, right? That's that's the culture of hockey. It's well, a tough. They guy. were. I thought they were on the right track of Brendan Shanahan before he took the Leafs yeah. job. Yeah. And. I it, it's been a while, but I think he put he assessed a lot of longer suspensions than teams complained. He assessed the Rafi Torres yeah. one, I believe, too. I think so. Twenty something game was it? Or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, one of the longest stand down ever. But uh, no, I mean, why would you put somebody who's like a product of that system like in charge? You I don't know? know. I mean, he spent. I mean, George Perro spent his his career going against the rules of player safety pretty much essentially uh i mean <laughs> like the fire right i mean would you put a would you put a vegetarian in charge of burger king <laughs> like, you, 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 there's a conflict of interest there i mean yeah. like you need an advocate an advocate for player safety nothing about being a goon is being an advocate for player safety it's the exact opposite right exactly uh so like i understand where people are coming from when they think that a goon should be in charge of player safety i get it too i do get but it too. it's not it's not a because they understand. I mean, but what do they understand? Bashing someone's head in—that's not hockey. Yeah. But but I I I was entertained by the fight yesterday. You know, like okay, it seems like leading up to the game, a lot of hockey Twitter was like, "Let's do this. Let's get it on." You know, like Tom Wilson has what's coming to him. Then afterwards, you start seeing people saying, "This is embarrassing." No, it's street justice. The team is doing what they have to do. I, I applaud the Rangers for doing that because they're defending their teammate. They're defending who's probably a friend to a lot of yeah. them. A guy that uh, that you know has has a, has a seemingly a girlfriend on his Instagram. Right, he has people to take care of. He's been targeted this season, and Tom Wilson's a repeat offender. Right, mm-hmm. I can't believe he didn't even get a game suspension. That's just insane. Like the amount of times that five thousand dollars. Pocket change. Exactly. Po- that is po- literal pennies. Exactly. T- Tom Wilson can probably have a roll of toilet paper with $100 bills mm-hmm. that equate to $5,000, and he can wipe his butt that's, with it every time he takes a dump. That's probably— And he wouldn't care. That's probably, like, one game's pay. Not even. Not even. It's probably, like, a period Tom of Tom Wilson's making $5 million, yeah. $5 million plus a year. Yeah, so that's that's probably one period of, of, of play for him. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it, it, it's 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 completely negligent. It's the time to s- that he had to sit in the penalty box during, it, during that incident. It's not like the Capitals are some kind of like woo sexy team anymore. We have to protect their stars. Yeah, right. T- Tom Wilson is this. Is how I'm describing it. He's he's Matt Cook, who can play hockey. Who's a good hockey player. Yeah, and like it's just like. You know me. I've done a complete flip on fighting in hockey. I'm all for it now. Someone's out there acting like a thug. Okay, beat their head in. I don't care. You, like somebody, <laughs> somebody has to be held accountable. Like I, just, just, and that, that's the only way to do it. If it's still within the rules, clearly the NHL is not on the path to get rid of fighting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, NHL is too old school, and we're gonna get into this with the old school hockey mentality. I just wish it would die. I, I can't. With the suburban hockey dads and oh, they need toughness, grit and jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, go eat my bowl of nuts and bolts before yeah, going to yeah. the factory. Eat my blue collar yeah. shirt. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't anymore. Eating a bowl of nuts and bolts for breakfast. I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. I this argument is just so tired. I can't with it anymore. Like, listen, you can bring your lunch pail to work, but don't try and kill a guy with a lunch pail. Okay, that, that's how I. That, you know, that's that's how I'm gonna say it. Tom Wilson brings his lunch pail to work every game, okay? He brings his hard hat, but you can't bludgeon somebody with it. Yeah. So do See, it within the rules. There was a great caller on Chopin the Bulldog the other day when they were talking about this in response to uh, this argument. And people act like the Sabres have 21 guys going on the ice. They're all figure skaters, and they're all twirling around, and they're the softest team in the league. No. How many t- – like, the, the Bruins games especially, which is what got blown out of proportion in my opinion. Every time something happened, there was a response, just about. 
Tage Thompson fought. Mm-hmm. Didn't Colin Miller fight, or was yeah. that another game? Uh, Might have been against the Rangers. I don't know. But like, it, let's not act like no one is willing to step up on this team. Dylan Cousins has fought Cousins two times, and that was afraid. a big story for some reason. Mm-hmm. Thompson fought. He got his head caved in, but he fought. Mm-hmm. Darlene and Tokarski against Martian and Pasternak. That comes to mind immediately. Let's stop with this narrative that no one steps up for each other. It's not 2012 anymore. It's not 2011 when Ryan Miller got blasted by Lucic and no one did anything. Let's be... Come on. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I think it's just fans want – they long for the days of Andrew Peters, of the guy Adam Mayer. Have, having Patrick Coletta. That's that's it. Yeah, Patrick Coletta was the – he was the last real enforcer on the team. Scott. Who, Paul Gostad even, who, like, you knew would, would – lay down some justice right I... uh <laughs> keep going sorry. and no i think a lot of people maybe too it's just well you need someone to protect young players you don't want dylan cousins and i get that i totally get that because you know I well, cousins got hit and what happened miller stepped up for him i yeah. think that's what i was talking about mm-hmm. that, what else do you want I, that's what i would like to know what do you want because I can rattle off probably 10 names that have played on this team in the last five years that are quote-unquote role players. I, for some reason, I wanted to kill brain cells. I was listening to the instigators the other day, and they are like, oh, look at all these teams bringing in toughness, the top teams in the league. You look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, Zach Bogosian, who Wayne was Simmons. on our team, Wayne Simmons, uh, William Carrier, Marcus Foligno. There's more guys that I can't think of immediately because I'm on the spot. But these guys all played for the team for multiple years. Bogosian, Felino, Simmons was here for a little bit. Carrier was here for a little bit, not long enough. Uh, Delorier. Delorier. <laughs> Brendan Lemieux, Brendan technically. Lemieux never played a game for the team. Yeah. But trying to think. Rasmus Ristolainen. Cody Eakins supposed to be a snarl guy. Gergensons, Larson, these guys are role players that you all are talking about that have toughness. The only thing that scares me about Cody Eakin is his hair. <laughs> or him licking his lips. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but like they've had these guys. What else do you want? John Scott, Steve Ott. Let's not have an identity crisis for the sake of having an identity crisis. The NHL, by not suspending... Uh, Wilson here is not a statement to say it's going to be the Wild West once again. No. The NHL has turned around over the last 10 years. It's not the 1980s anymore. You don't need goons. And I know the guys on the instigator are saying, oh, we're not saying go get goons. But you are. Because these guys have played for the Sabres for year after year. They've got at least two of them. Borgen is another guy role player that will hit Jake McCabe like they've got guys on this team that will hit and will step up and we've seen it this year stop making a big thing out of it when it's not true like yeah you do need toughness absolutely you need toughness in the form of like a Matthew Kachuk or Brady Kachuk Tom Wilson if he wasn't a thug because Tom Wilson can play hockey well as the old saying goes every GM in the league wants Tom Wilson They'd kill to have Tom Wilson. Oh, yeah. I'd love to have Tom Wilson on this team. Absolutely. Or Brad Marchand. Yeah. You know, a skilled guy like that. Yeah. You don't see Matt Cook anymore. You don't see Andrew Peters anymore. And, you, frankly, you never will. Mm -hmm. And I know there's Colton Orr, Ryan Reeves out there now, too, for some reason. But Mm. let's be real with ourselves. I'm going to say it again. Those days are over. If you want toughness... Get a good player like Matt Kachuk, who I, for one, would move heaven and earth for. Well, maybe Cousins could be that player. Yeah. Cousins is showing signs of maybe that Jerome McGinley type, right? Uh, I mean, he's he's clearly molded to be a leader, and he's not afraid to mix it up. Seriously, the only thing that has drawn my comparisons between McGinley and Cousins is that he fights. 
<laughs> it's like he's oh a star. He's going to be a star player who fights. Who's going to tell the suburban hockey dads that Cousins got kicked off the ice in practice because he was late for a team meeting? Oh <laughs> God! In the for Team Canada, mm-hmm. they'll be bursting at the seams for that. Yeah. Oh Smoke will be coming out of their ears like the old Buffalo scoreboard. Yeah, I don't. Know. Well. There's been guys, there's been role players on this team and nothing changed. You need good hockey players. You need good hockey you players. You need good hockey players, that's right. You need to get, I know it sounds challenging for the past four, three, four GMs. Get rid of the boat anchors that you've been tied to the hip for for years and years and years and get good hockey players. Uh, Robin Regeer might have been another one of those Robin guys. Robin Regeer. Yeah, role He's player. Cracked. Eastcraft. They've had their fair share of role players. Get better players. It's not that hard. Every other team can do it. Why can't the Sabres? Yeah. Yeah, Those are the two main things they wanted to get on today. Well, I don't know if you... Speaking of great players, uh, our congratulations, let's say, to the second greatest goaltender in Sabres history, Future Hall of Famer and future number retiree Ryan Miller on a career well played. Many accomplishments in his career internationally and the NHL. I know you're you're very you're not the biggest I'm pi- proponent. I'm picky with my jersey retirements. Well, I think that if you're gonna put Danny Gare's name up there, Ryan Miller should be up there. They have too, way too many Jersey retirements, like Tim Horton. Come on. Like, yeah, God rest his soul. I think having the statue. You have monuments to him on every street corner in this city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, You got the statue. I don't think – and it's number two. Who wears number two? But right, Danny Gare. Who the hell has worn number two since, like, just anywhere? Yeah, it just doesn't really happen. Uh, Danny Gare, LaFontaine, I guess you can make an argument for. If LaFontaine's up there, though, why isn't McGillney? Weren't they kind of of the same yeah. era? Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Martin and... Uh, the French Connection needs French to be connection, up there. Yeah, Hashik needs to be up I, there. I, if it were me, the only I would only have two jerseys numbers retired. It's Hashik and Perro. Really? Yeah. Well, I think like the icons of this franchise... To many people, I'd like to think are Hashik, Perot, and probably Ryan Miller. To me, because I of think... his, the Team USA stuff, uh, and just the fact that it was it was recently, right? It it's would the... be a no brainer to retire Miller's number or even Hall of Fame if they would have won a cup. That's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's. I don't. May, part of me thinks that they are going to retire his number because no one has worn thirty since him. It's been right. It's been a while. It's been seven years, right? I don't think fans would be too comfortable with someone else wearing thirty. Well, Neuwirth was supposed to wear thirty. I remember, but they see, and then they, they scrapped it. Hauser yeah. was supposed to wear thirty. I think he wore it in training camp, but he's not wearing it now. Yeah. So uh, I wonder if that's going to happen. But I think locally too. I mean, Ryan Miller's an icon. He was the face. Oh, yeah. He was the face of this team for forever. I mean, for eight years, right? He was traded in 2014, mm-hmm. I think. He uh, drafted in 99, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Drafted in 99. Uh, so he was here for a very long time, and he just – you think of the, 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 the most successful teams in recent memory, like, like within the last 15 years – and he was the the goalie, there. especially he was the, he was the leader before the rebuild started. Mm-hmm. He was the guy. Mm-hmm. I think even just for the fact that of his his importance to the franchise and just USA Hockey too. USA Hockey, yeah. He was uh, the star of that he USA was, team. He was the tournament MVP mm-hmm. of the entire and tournament. They didn't even win the gold medal, right? Uh, and then the game after, one of my favorite moments is the Pittsburgh fans giving mm-hmm. him a standing ovation. Uh, Getting a louder ovation than Sidney Crosby, their own player. Yeah. If Miller win, if USA wins the gold medal, Miller gets he would still win the MVP of the tournament. And if the Sabers would have won a Stanley Cup from '05 to '07, mm-hmm. no doubt Miller is a Hall of Famer. But I don't know. 
Well, listen, do you think the Flames could retire Mika Kiprasov's number? I think he's worthy. Yeah. For their franchise. You know what? Maybe. For their for, franchise, for yeah. For franchise-wise, like, do you think the Sharks would retire Nabokov? Right? They were, they were They were the pillars of their franchises, including Miller, mm-hmm. during the same time period. So that's how I like compare it to to other guys. Like Tim Thomas should have his number retired. I think. Well, me, well, the Bruins are gonna maybe. not gonna have enough numbers eventually. They're gonna that's, have to start true. wearing symbols. Well, see, <laughs> the uh, like Prince, like how he changed his name to a symbol. Like, uh, <laughs> but uh, well, the, the Canadians of the team is going to worry about yeah. that. Yeah, but no, I think just for his his the the importance to the fan base, what he's done locally to right with his charities. Uh, he didn't he arrange that thing downtown uh where they all wore the suits uh and like did the catwalk deal Sabres style or something like that i forget what the name of i it don't was. remember but no i think you need to honor the legend that is ryan miller his time will come when was I, the last time there was a Sabres hall of famer uh, like the buffalo Sabres hall of fame not the hockey hall of fame rick generette yeah oh yeah or hashik one of the two were they the same day i don't, I don't think so hashik well he was 2015 i think when they because for for the hall of fame they give him the saber yeah right? they give him the gold saber or whatever Andrew chuck maybe oh Andrew chuck was recent I perhaps think. perhaps i think vanek vanek and pominville they they deserve to be in there too the hall yeah is i'm assuming wait are and jury in there yet i don't think oh so. i doubt it no he should be. I don't think Jury will be in for a while just because he has other obligations now. Yeah. But uh, no, Briere, I think, has he's totally stayed in touch with the community at least. He was in a couple of those uh, tribute, yeah, videos beyond blue and gold for the 50th anniversary too. See, they need who's gonna? Well, okay, they need to honor Briere too sometime. They gotta welcome him back in some put him in the hall of fame put him in the team hall why of not fame. why no. not like you gotta you gotta find a way to recognize these guys remember right? when he almost came back when he got bought out by the flyers yeah went to montreal instead oh wait really there I, was actually talk yeah there were i think they tried to sign him i'm pretty sure regear was pretty open about that at the time what was he gonna say hey man i'm sorry we recognize the errors of our ways <laughs> but no montreal's a good fit for him but well hey uh next year is going to be the 15-year anniversary of the President's Trophy. So, yeah, right? No. Yeah. Wait, 2007? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you said 20th No, year. no, no, like, no, no, no. What are 15. you talking about? 15. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, an, it's a year that ends in a five. So that means a special anniversary. Do they welcome the team back next year? You'll have a full house. Fans will be in the building. Uh, if the team's doing bad, that's that. None of them are playing anymore either. That's right. You're going to sell a lot of tickets. Make I mean, it against the Rangers. Yep. Yep. Peters is here still. I mean, he's in town. Yeah, half the, te- half the team plays. Half the team works, works for, for the them. organization. Yeah. Adam Mayer is still in town. Dig up Nathan Page from wherever he is. Uh, <laughs> if he's not busted for he's gambling probably in or Rochester never. still. Well, remember he was being investigated for gambling or no. something? No. Or was that years ago? That was probably I don't years know. ago. That was probably know. before. Yeah, that was probably around 2010. <clears throat> No, find all the guys. Bring Mike Karg back. Bring oh, Michael that's Funk. That's a name I haven't heard in a mm-hmm, long time. Mm-hmm. I think Mark Mancari had a game up here, too, that year. He I remember have. being hyped for Mark Mancari. Yeah, a lot of people were. He had the soul patch. He looked like a tough guy. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, uh, some, Tage Thompson should grow a soul patch. <laughs> and make him more Does his dad have a soul patch? Hold I on. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> Let me look this up. Uh, well, you know what? If you're naming your kids Tage and Tice... You probably have a soul patch. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, hold on, whatever. I'm not gonna knock the yeah. guys. Kind of. Guy, Let's see. He's got a Joe is showing me the picture. Let's see. It's close. He has a goatee. Yeah, he's got a goatee. Oh, he looks like a tough guy though in that picture below that, below on the right. Yeah. He looks like a tough man. He has the big face like them. Yeah, black eye too. Yep. He played for the Kings. How perfect would that be, though? That's that's a heck of a way to honor Danny Briere, right? Absolutely. If it's against the Rangers, too, Drury will be in town. Didn't the didn't the Leafs honor numbers at one point? Uh, they honored the numbers. Like, p- players could still wear them, but they had, like— Oh, but they 
have some like kind of honoring. Thing. Like the Sabres honor Danny Breers, forty-eight. Like mm-hmm. retiring his number is ridiculous. You know what the Canadians do? They have a, a Hall of Captains, right? Or they have yeah. in the in their arena foyer or something. They have like a, a ring of of captains, yeah, and they acknowledge like captains, which is which is another way of doing it. Uh, or do like I don't know. I mean, who cares if it's not the 15th season? Honor all your past captains. You know, just bring them in one by one. And say, they hey, tried the. It's Danny Briere night. Just do Danny Briere night. People will come for that. That's a sellout. Oh, I'd go. Everyone wears 48 before the game, like right in the warmups. Mm-hmm. Hey, they, they'll be sick. I would love another jersey retirement. Yes, because I, I, I went. Long I went to the Hashik jersey retirement. What was that? 2015. It was the, the tank season against the yeah. Red Wings, just for the sole purpose of getting that little. Uh, banner. Yep. And it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. <laughs> the ceremony? The ceremony was god-awful. Like, they didn't have his family out there. Remember like, what they did for Shane Doan, the Coyotes? I don't remember. They, the they put him on a stage. There was rows of guests. And it was the Coyotes doing And it was that, the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Poverty franchise, the Sabres it, can't... It was beautiful. Ugh. But uh, there's there's potential here for... Okay, I'm going to ask you this question. Yes. Who will be the next Sabre to get his jersey retired? Uh, see, I think it will be Miller. I think the time has come. But you don't know. This team could pull one out of nowhere and go Michael Pekka. Oh, my And God. retire 27. <laughs> I, I mean. I don't know about that. Or Rob Ray. I Rob swear Ray to God, is... if they if they retire Rob Ray's number, I am going to become a Kraken fan. <laughs> Take it to the oh my God! But well, I mean, let me think here. I mean, who who can you go with this, that isn't the easy answer? Of... Is I'm gonna I can ask. Does this player play for the team yet? Mm. Has he been drafted yet? That's true. Mm. Well, are you going to say Connor Bedard? <laughs> yeah, that was where I was going with this. Well, what if... Is Je- is it Jack Eichel? What if as a way to honor Lindy Ruff, they retire 22? Mm. That's what he wore, right? I think yeah, it was I 22. So. You got to honor the coach some way. That'd be interesting. The, the best coach in franchise history. Wilder things have been done. Yeah. That'd, sure, be, so. that'd be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, who cares? You know, 22 is a lame number. Game against the Devils. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's, there's a lot of teams he had success with. Panthers, I think he was on their staff when they went to the Cup. I think Regeer was with the Panthers at that time, too. Wow, so mm-hmm. the, 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 the Noxes really had their sights set on those guys. Who would have thought of that? Buchnevich has been suspended one game for high-sticking Anthony Mantha. That's a joke. <laughs> But anywho, uh, news. I mean, who would who would have thought? What a great strategy, right? Going after guys from a winning organization that built a team. Holy moly! Jason Botterill. Holy moly! That is a radical concept. Jason Botterill. Uh well, I mean, the Panthers though at that time they yeah. had, they were three seasons in. It's not you're signing. Who was their coach? Brett Murray or something? I don't know. Ah, who knows? Who knows? Oh, I want to get to something else, but I don't remember. I just got an alert, well, 20 minutes ago or so, that ESPN is looking in. They're trying to aggressively get Wayne Gretzky to be an analyst Ooh, for hockey. That'd be interesting. Which would be a vast improvement over Barry Melrose. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh, Kenny Albert is going to be... He's the voice of the Stanley yeah. Cup on TNT. Mm-hmm. Is it still? Are the Cup games still going to be on NBC this year, or is it this year? Switching? Yes. Okay. This year, yes. Uh, but next year, everything changes. Exciting. It is. I wonder what exciting. the what channel a draft will be on. Ooh, good point. I wonder if they're going to bring in like Button and Bob McKenzie this time around. Watch it put on ESPN two. Probably, because you know there'll be there'll be uh, Friday night baseball that night. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you know you can't push that away. Put on ABC. Well, because ESPN and TSN are somewhat affiliated, will they right? will they throw on the TSN coverage of the draft if there is any? Because I know Sportsnet has the rights to that in Canada. Maybe do that's some... why the TSN guys go on NBCSN. They could do one big simulcast with the ESPN guys. There's nothing stopping that in this yeah. age, right? Maybe uh, maybe both channels show it. 
maybe TNT and ESPN show it. Like NFL does it with ESPN and NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, ABC got in the fun this year, so I don't know. Uh, but no, it's very exciting. Maybe I should apply for one of those play-by-play jobs. And I'm sure. Open hey, up why there. not? Yeah, I know. I should send him your mixtape. Email. Hey. Done some lacrosse. It's pretty similar to hockey. I've always, I've, <laughs> since I was seven, I've been commenting I've been my commentating on each my, my franchise games. So <laughs> let me in. Give me a shot. Use yeah, some young voices. You got nothing to lose. I got nothing to lose. More to gain, nothing to lose. I, I, I applied, you know, this to Sportsnet just for whatever. Why not? You got nothing to lose. They said they'll only reply to their to candidates that they're interested in. I haven't gotten a reply yet. Well, they're missing out. <sighs> Uh, I like to think that. Yeah. You got this. You got yeah, I got this. it. Whatever. This man's going to be calling, like, <sighs> Calgary Flames games Jeez. in 2030. I'll be calling uh, Regina Pats games or something. You can call Connor Bedard games. <laughs> take, <laughs> take the train. Thank you. You'll be, you'll be first on my list of comp tickets. Oh, yeah. When the Pats make it to the WHL, or they, they're in the WHL, yeah, they're right? in the WHL. When they make it to the WHL final, or if they're in the Memorial Cup, you'll have tickets. <laughs> I, I want to go watch Connor Bedard play. Because when they trade Jack Eichel next year, because Michael Hauser is their starting goalie, I'm going <laughs> to just get ready. <laughs> That's a great way to weave in what we've been talking about. <clears throat> Connor Bedard's about to break Connor McDavid's record for points scored by a U16 player at the at the U18s by the way. Why are their names always Connor? Name your kid Connor and he'll be a hockey superstar, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, good for him. That's exciting. He also shattered I eh, shattered might be a ridiculous way of wording it, but had a higher point per game in his 14-15 year-old season. 15-year-old season. Yeah. That certainly points towards being a prodigy. Oh, Connor mm-hmm. Bedard is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Matt Vimichkov, too. Mitchkov, very good mm-hmm. production. The two youngest players at the U18s, both the leading point scorers. So the twenty, get ready for the 2023 draft. The next, wow. So you've heard of Crosby versus Ovechkin. Have you ter- heard of Bedard versus Mitchkov? This, That's the next one. I'm telling you right now, Bedard and Mitchkov, this is better than McDavid and Michael. I've never watched either of them. Just go watch so, the highlights. Do they are they good skaters already? Oh yeah. <sighs> All right. I'll check it out. I it might be a, a reach to say that Bedard is better than McDavid. I don't know. I don't want to uh-huh. go that far yet. But I he's the closest that there's been since 2015. Okay. And that's like counting Austin Matthews. Darlene, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack Hughes, Capocacco. Mm-hmm. Like, Lafreniere. Yeah, Lafreniere. Yeah. I, yeah, he's this guy's the real deal. I need to watch more Mitchkov, but everything mm. I hear about this kid, he's very good. And I think a better prospect than Jack Eichel at the same age. So, All right, well, now I want us to lose <laughs> a lot. Well, they might. <laughs> yeah. They might. Yeah. If they trade Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt. We, got, we should talk about Sam Reinhardt for we're still under an hour. Yeah. My God. What's it, what's he at? He's a madman. 20, 25 goals? Something. He's on pace for over 40. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. He can't play without Jack Eichel. He can't play center. False and false. He's a bust. False. They got to trade him. False. Take this bridge deal. False. Take this bridge deal. False. Mistake. Yeah. Uh, Proving everyone wrong. I'm I'm very... I'm v- overwhelmed with joy to admit that i was wrong this man is not uh overrated if you will he can truly be a game breaker sam reinhardt has just been putting multi-goal games up like it's nobody's business (laughs) just blowing me away quite frankly uh i didn't see this coming from him i always i had always thought he makes his hay just kind of Dirty goals, right? But no, he is a playmaker. He has taken. He has become this team's star. A one-timer specialist now, too. That's that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, he's added that to his arsenal. Didn't know how good of a shot he had. 
We, I mean, we never saw his shot. Yeah, he he, he wouldn't do that. Well, He's when fan. Eric Stahl got here, he I think he one of the things he said was that's right. Reinhardt's got a good shot. I mean, it's all gonna start shooting more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sam Reinhardt, I'll tell you what, get him under contract for six or seven years. Okay, if Eichel Give him leaves, what a blank check. <laughs> if yeah, if Eichel leaves, Reinhardt's your captain. Yeah, I think he's great captain material. Uh, People say cousins, but I wouldn't do that yet. Not yet, because he yet. fights. He can drop the gloves. He's the workhorse from Whitehorse. You want to hear something funny? Yes. Jack Eichel is still top five in points on the Sabers. He hasn't played in weeks, and when he did play, he was injured. <laughs> You're kidding me. Yeah. Well, the only guys scoring are the guys who didn't play until there was Reinhardt, thirty games left in the year. Reinhardt has forty points. Olafson has thirty-two. Dalina has twenty-three. Middlestad has twenty-one. Eichel has eighteen. You know, you got to admire the effort because on paper, they did have a pretty good team, a good-looking team mm-hmm. coming into the year. If everything came together, maybe it would have been different. Right, probably. Right, I mean. If they didn't sign Cody Eakin. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, if Rootsline is up here, if 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 Middlestat is up here, if, you know, Borgen, maybe not Samuelson, might want to give him a little bit of time to marinate. Middlestat's got 21 points in 39 games, 10 goals. Mm-hmm. It's pretty okay but for everyone saying. I think one person put out an article saying he shouldn't even be given a qualifying offer. <laughs> like, that, that's right. It took until the last minute for him yeah. to get under contract this year. So uh, Bryson has nine points. That's interesting. How many games has he played? Let's see. At least 20, right? 20, yeah. I'm going to say 30, 25. 30, 36. Mm. He's been around. Wasn't he hurt for a few, too? Yeah. yeah. Asplund's got 11 points. That's 11 yeah. more than people thought he would get. Seven goals. 11 points in 26 Very nice. Games. I'm, I'm almost sad, in a way, to to see this season end. Because, yes, there was the 18-game losing streak. It's okay. a quick turnaround, though. It was a very quick turnaround. Anders Bjork has looked promising lately. Two goals uh, in his last game. So He had a great game. That was a great game. Yes, he was buzzing. Uh Drake Casula has looked mighty fine, in my opinion. He can certainly you know, have a spot somewhere. Who I have really been liking, Riley Shan. Yeah, I think he knows that he he has to work hard to get another shot. That guy is pretty year. quick. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got some speed to mm-hmm. him. I, I like him. I wouldn't mind if they brought him back. Mm-hmm. And if Kajula is like a healthy scratch, that's good, that's good depth. He can play up and down the lineup. Kajula has really been buzzing lately. Uh, I love his effort. Uh, and another guy who is probably just sick of moving around so much. So I, I'd be in favor of, of keeping him around, definitely. Uh, he's another guy who I didn't know was so fast. Uh, I just wish that he'd get a goal just so I could be happy for him. But, no, I've been I've been very impressed with Drake Casula, too. You all right? Shaw Boomhauer just liked my tweet. <laughs> when That's I a said, great There's name. There's no way Shaw Boomhauer is a real person. <laughs> Oh, he's real. He's real, and he's coming for you. You ever see King of the Hill? No, I've heard of it. I, I didn't There's watch a character it. on there named Boomhauer, and the whole thing he talked like this, Boomhauer. Right? That's that's how he, you can't understand anything he says. That's a great name, though. That's like a sheriff in the Wild West. Yeah. Sheriff Shaw Boomhauer. That's great. Right, that's like when I when Zach Dalpy. Scored his first NHL goal during the tank season, and I quote tweeted it and said probably his last, and he liked the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing all right for himself. He has a kid. He has a family. He plays for the Blue Jackets from time to time. Yeah, yeah. They're just a graveyard of former Sabres, Gerby. aren't they? Grigorenko. Uh, oh, yeah. Gerby, <laughs> ah. Grigorenko, Zach Dolpe. Remarkable. Soon to be Rasmus first line, and hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Well, that, was, that was a therapeutic episode. That was a therapeutic episode. Yeah, I'm going to go get a cheeseburger after this. Oh, you know what? I might too. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. I haven't eaten all day. That Putting that chair together drained me of my energy. <laughs> Look at how we're coming full circle, right where we started. Yeah. That's how we're ending. But Yeah, perfect. Well, if you enjoyed, let us know. We'll be back soon. Probably we'll be back next week. Recap the end of the season maybe we'll talk about what needs to be done going forward and beyond well we're gonna have some fun episodes 
for everyone. We're, we like doing our drafts. There's we're one do, in particular I'm really looking for. Jersey number draft or the jersey draft, which we I, I don't think we did jersey draft three. I don't but, think we did. Yeah. Did we do a did we do a second one? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So we're gonna do another jersey draft. We'll, we're gonna do lots of draft stuff. We're gonna have some TCB contributors on here in the studio. Mm-hmm. In the studio, we'll get them in here in our penis-shaped desk. Yes, very. You want to talk about uh, uh, what's that thing uh, that they say is in movies a lot? Phallic symbols. Phallic symbols. Yes, yeah. this is a huge phallic symbol right here. Yeah. So we're gonna have we're gonna have the guys over here talking about the draft. Maybe we'll have a mock draft episode. Like we got some ideas. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna share one that I want to do: the EA NHL soundtrack draft, where we draft our favorite songs and create the ultimate soundtrack. What I like that. I I, I, I know like that. I know. We create a 13 song soundtrack with all of the songs, drafting whatever you want. From every and we're gonna play game. them as it's going on too. Yeah, we we're can add it in, in post. We can. Oh man, I'm excited for that. I will be. I'm very big on my NHL, EA mm-hmm. Sports NHL music. Mm-hmm. Oh god, as I'm, am I'm excited. I. Maybe we'll, we'll have to get like, get someone more in, of the guys. Yeah, get another guy in here. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm yes. excited. Yes. Okay. Again, if you enjoyed, let us know. Leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts if you are so kind. Uh, subscribe to the podcast as well. Apple, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. It's greatly appreciated. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow our prospect coverage on Instagram at Future of the Seven One Six. We're also on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL LVKETCB, and we'll be back next week at some point. And we will see you in the next one. Goodbye.